the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are rolling. It is a Wednesday, the ninth morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. And uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today. We are guest-free in hour number one. I have a lot of information to present to you, uh, but I will make time for your phone calls. Matter of fact, I'm going to request your phone calls because I want you to give me some names of some local businesses that meet a certain criteria. I'll explain that in a moment. But uh, guest free in hour number one, your phone calls will be welcome at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. I know people say, Bob, you read those too fast. I people tell me all that all the time. Write it down. Keep it next to your phone. Put it in your phone and save me as a contact. That way you don't have to worry about me saying it every day. I seriously mean that. Save the number so that you don't uh, uh, miss the digits when I read them to you quickly. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. That's about as slow as I can do it, I swear. And I probably can't do it that slow all the time. Uh, Save those numbers wherever you need to to dial this program when you need to. And we would certainly love to hear from you. And do not forget our other number, which is for off-show hours. If you have got something to say, if you're watching TV or if you read something in a newspaper and you just think, Bob's got to talk about this, I need to see what he thinks about this, or ask me a question about something I did on the air, whatever it is, if you want to leave a message for the show, I do listen to them, and we will air them. Leave those messages at 216-525-1806, Is that number on our webpage? That should be on the whkradio.com webpage. I don't know if it is. Marcy, there's a little to-do for you. 
put make sure this gets on the home page and on the Bob France uh, audio podcast page because uh, people need to, to know where to find that if they can't write it down, what I'm telling them. All right, so hour number two, we are not guest-free. As a matter of fact, hour number two, we are guest-heavy. George Perry is going to be joining us at 1010. George Perry is a former federal and state prosecutor who was, for six years, the chief of the Police Brutality and Misconduct Unit of the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office. He has written an extensive article for the American Spectator, Asking the question, who killed George Floyd? With so much political and racial un- and, and uh, law enforcement unrest going on in America since George Floyd died just over a year ago, um, it's kind of interesting to look back and see this extraordinary detailed analysis of everything that went into the death of George Floyd and everything that was uh, discovered by the medical examiners and the uh, other doctors performing autopsies. This is a very, very detailed report uh, filed by uh, George Perry, and we're going to talk about it, and we should. After all, if America is going to burn for a law as long as America has been burning, and it really hasn't stopped, some of that literal, some of that figurative. But if America's going to burn as long as it has for uh, over that case, maybe we should learn a little bit more about the truth of that case. So George Perry at 1010. Then at 1035, Lori Cardoza-Moore, who is the president of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, will join us. We're going to talk about Holocaust education and how and why it seems that it has been um, uh, explicated from the uh, from the curricula of too many schools children aren't being taught about the holocaust the one message that has always been handed down since the holocaust and since the end of world war ii has been never again never again shall something like this be allowed to occur because the warning signs must be recognized early and it must be stopped early um this is 70 plus years in the making now and yet it seems as though uh, we're allowing our children to forget or to not learn it and thus potentially create the conditions for something to happen again, whether it be Jews or, or, or another ethnic or religious group uh, is irrelevant. This kind of thing can never happen again. At any rate, Holocaust education, we'll talk to Lori Cardoza more about that. And also, Lori is very heavily involved with textbook and uh, curricula in multiple states with respect to anti-CRT, anti, um, um, why am I suddenly blanking on CRT? <laughs> I've been talking. I've been talking about it all day, or all uh, for the last five months, really. Uh, critical race theory. For some reason, I wanted to say Christian, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because we were talking about religion. But critical race theory is uh, is what she is working on, and we are going to talk about critical race theory in this first hour as well. Before we get into the news of the day, what do you say we stand and pause and pledge our allegiance to the United States of America? If you have a flag, please face it. Put your hand over your heart and join us. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Yesterday, I began the show by apologizing for putting uh, the voice of Kamala Harris in your ears, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to apologize for the same thing. This is a different clip, two different clips, but this just this just has to be 
This has to be done. Even liberal media, some liberal media, um, are coming down now on Kamala Harris for her extraordinarily ridiculous failure of a trip to Guatemala and Mexico to somehow find a way to deal with the American um, immigration crisis, the illegal immigration crisis. Even liberals are criticizing her for for how horrible this looked, for what came out of it. And the primary reason is governments in Guatemala and Mexico have said this is pointless. The problem here isn't what the conditions are in our countries. The problem is your policies. But nonetheless... Kamala Harris is done with her little trip to Guatemala and uh, to Mexico now. And now she's back and she's talking to the press about what she has found, about the reasons why so many people are leaving their countries and flocking to the American border, yada, yada, yada. She sat down with Lester Holt yesterday. And Lester Holt asked her the most obvious of questions. When are you going to go actually see the American border? Not go down and see people in Guatemala or in Mexico, but when are you going to go to the American border to see firsthand what the crisis looks like? Talk to Border Patrol, the ones who are on the ground, and see what they're encountering every day. When are you going to go down there? The Kamala Harris Comedy Hour begins at that point as she continues her her ongoing habit of giggling and laughing whenever she's cornered and has no defense for her actions, nor explanation for her decisions. When she is cornered, and it's often because, I said this yesterday, Kamala Harris, quite frankly, is quite dumb. We, we have, in the, in the position of the second most powerful person in the United States government, a very, very dumb woman. And I don't, I'm not going to look for synonyms here, and I'm not going to look for context. She's not smart. And when she gets cornered on things, she can't think her way out of them, so she resorts to <laughs> her giggle. It's, it's embarrassing. It, it is a comedy hour, except that it's so infuriating at the same time. Lester Holt with Guadacamala. Americans don't see a lot of that on a daily basis. What they yeah. do see it, they're at their own border, children being lowered over fences, mm-hmm. children coming in with you know, phone numbers stenciled on, on their hand. Yeah. And so the question has come up, and you heard it here, and, and yeah. you, you'll hear it again, I'm sure. It's why not visit the border? Why not see what Americans are seeing in this crisis? Well, we are going to the border. We have to deal with what's happening at the border. There's no question about that. That's not a debatable point. But we have to understand that there's a reason people are arriving at our border and ask what is that reason and then identify even in that answer did you hear the chuckle is there something funny what what is amusing at all about saying we have to find out what the root cause she literally cannot defend her point she can't even make it before the counter or the follow-up question and the counterpoint is made without laughing because she knows she's not convincing anyone so she has to laugh about it. There's a cognitive issue here. There's a there's a psychological condition here. I think that causes her to use that that crutch of laughter when she knows what she is saying is just bovine excrement. Identify the problem so we can fix it. Just quickly it. put a button. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. 
So you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, mean, I don't I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Well, There's part of me that just wants to throw my hands up and say, I'm done. I just can't. Over and over and over, she said, we've been to the border. We've been. Who's we? Who's we? If Lester Holt had any chops whatsoever as an interviewer, he wouldn't have just said, you haven't been to the border. He would say, who is the we? Because Joe Biden hasn't been to the border either. The president of the United States is presiding over an invasion from people from over 150 countries coming to our southern border. Cartels, drug mules, gang members, coyotes, violent criminals from over 150, that doesn't mean all of them are, obviously. I'm saying these are, these are some of the people included among the throngs of people invading by way of our southern border. The, the president hasn't gone down. The vice president hasn't gone down. And yet she's claiming we've been to the border. We've been to the border. And then that response, when Lester Holt says, you haven't been to the border. This whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. And I haven't been to Europe. And I don't don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not... The the laughter, again, I can't discount. It's, It's just so infuriating. She is a mentally deficient elected official she is not capable of thinking on her feet and actually processing things how does she sit down for an interview about immigration illegal immigration and the border crisis not prepared to answer why she hasn't been to the border because clearly her answer came off the top of her head when he said you haven't been to the border and she said and i haven't been to europe either i don't understand the point of your question are we being invaded by europe Do we share a border with Europe? We do not. Her point is absolutely pointless, and she knows it, which is why she laughs again. And I haven't been to Europe either. I don't understand the point you're making. The point he's making is our border is not with Europe. It's with Mexico. And at that border, there is a massive humanitarian crisis going on, not to mention the invasion of the United States. Full stop. That is what this is. So let's move to a press conference that she also participated in, in which she is discussing her trip down to Guatemala. And a reporter asks her again, forget about the, the, the Guatemala trip. What about the border? Are you going to the border? And once again, what are you going to hear? But the insane giggling of a woman who is mentally incompetent to perform the job for which she has been tasked. She has been, or with which she has been tasked. She has been asked by Joe Biden or directed by Joe Biden to be the point person on solving the border crisis. 78 days later, she still has not been to the border nor held a press conference on the invasion. She has just gone to look at the root cause in Guatemala. I'm going to continue to call it Guatemala. I'm not misspeaking, by the way. This seems to be the only nation that's important to her. Guatemala is more important to Kamala than our country is. So I'm going to continue to call it Guatemala. Don't think that I'm misspeaking. 
Thank you, everyone. Thank you. You need to see both the front end and the back end. Why not go to the border as well so that you do see the full complexity? Listen, I can, I've been to the border before. I will go again. But when I'm in Guatemala... <laughs> there it is again. There it is again. What What was... The, the, the funny part, it was a very important question. The reporter said, why don't you see the front end and the back end? Why not go to the border as well so that you do see the full complexity? Listen, I've been to the border before. I will go again. And, and for some reason, this becomes comedy. There's a joke inserted in here somewhere that only she hears because only she is laughing. But when I'm in Guatemala... <laughs> dealing with root causes, I think we should have a conversation about what's going on in Guatemala. She can not answer serious questions seriously. She can't. She has no defense for her position. She said, I've been to the border before. When did she go to the border before? When she was a senator. Why? So she could go down there and proclaim that the border was a disaster and that it was Donald Trump's fault. Now that she is in charge of border policy, she can't go down there because then she'll be forced to come face to face with the problem that she is tasked with solving. And she is completely helpless in trying to do. Why? Because they don't want to solve it. What is happening at our southern border is exactly what is in the Biden-Harris policy platform. More and more and more. Illegal aliens and asylum seekers coming to the United States where they will then eventually be given citizenship and the right to vote for Democrats. 216-901-0945. Join me on The Authority. Okay, 926, AM 1420, The Answer. I mean, this this has just become so embarrassing, uh, Kamala Harris's handling of this border situation and her refusal to go to the border and her insane responses as to why she has not gone to the border and how she thinks that going to the root of the problem, going to the countries that are having people leave their country to want to come to our country, that's where the real answer is, which, of course, is insane because we're not being invaded by thousands of Guatemalans every day. We're being invaded by people from 150 countries every day. And the idea that she can go to each of them and try to fix the conditions there in order to make them not need to come here is insanity. She's not vice president of of Guatemala. She's not vice president of Nicaragua. She's not vice president of El Salvador. She's not vice president of Venezuela. She's not vice president of anywhere. She's vice president, well... It can be questioned whether she's even vice president here. But she's vice president of the United States of America, and our country is the only one she needs to be worried about. You got problems in your country, good luck, go fix them. If you have a legitimate asylum claim, and you got out of your country, and you found your way to a nation to provide you with asylum, which they did when Mexico allowed you in, you have found asylum. You don't get to keep going until you find a nation to your liking. That's not how the asylum laws work, no matter how much AOC wants to tell you that seeking asylum at the border is 100% legal. It 
is not. Chuck is in North Ridgeville. Hey, Chuck, thanks for getting in. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. What's on your mind? You sound all fired up. Uh, I want to talk about that cackle she uses. This, of course, is a typical psychological defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's designed to end up, oh, well, particularly among should electing Nazis like she is, you know, a total member of making you look stupid for asking such a stupid question. And don't do it again. That's exactly what she's saying when she's laughing. I don't think so, because I don't think she would do that to Lester Holt. She might do, do, do that to Peter Ducey or a member of the you know, Fox team or Newsmax team or you know, conservative-minded reporters who are sparring with her, that sort of thing. She wouldn't do that to Lester Holt. I think that would provide intent. I don't think there's intent. And I think she is completely mentally deficient. She is cognitively slow, and her only response when she can't think of a good answer is to laugh because it's the only way she can kind of say this isn't that important, you know. This isn't that of serious. Course. I think that's what it is. I don't think there's any intent to, to scold the reporter into saying, you sound like a clown when you ask that because that would, that, would, that would indicate that she has you know, mental, mental um, uh, intent there that I don't think she does. Of course she would do it to Lester Holt. She's childish. Like all blue shirts. She's immature. <laughs> She's going to do that to everyone who, who, who confronts her with something she can't handle, which makes her look stupid. It does not matter who you are. She's okay. warning Lester Holt, don't ask that question again. Holt, you don't. Okay, I, I appreciate Thank you, Chuck, for the call. I appreciate it. I'm going to disagree with you on this one, though. I don't think she has the intent uh, of saying that because that would, in- that, would, that would imply that she really understands what she's doing and this is intentional. I think her laugh is a crutch. It's a psychological crutch. I'm screwed here. I don't have a real answer, so I have to pretend that this isn't serious anyway. I mean, I've never been to Europe either, so well, I don't understand what your point is. Um, she knows exactly what the point is. She's pinned. She cannot justify not going to the border. She cannot justify uh, Biden not going to the border. She cannot justify going to the border back when she was a senator and Trump was president for the purpose of seeing what it looks like on the ground so she can report back to her constituents how horrible things are in, uh, you know, at the border. The humanitarian crisis, the separation of families, and blah, 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 blah. She can't justify it, so all she can do is laugh at it. I want more thoughts. 216 right after the news. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 937. Let's continue on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to let you hear it again in case you missed it. I want you to hear the incoherent uh, laughter and, more importantly, the incoherent response to a question that everyone is asking. When is the administration going to actually go down and visit the Border Patrol agents, visit with commanders on the ground, see for themselves firsthand what the conditions are in the border, the same thing they did multiple times while Donald Trump was president, only so they could decry the conditions at the border. Um, This is what everybody wants to know. And Kamala Harris's response is, I don't have a response, so I'm going to giggle. Do you have any plans to visit the border? At some point, you know, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. 
So you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I mean I don't I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm, it's the it's the point that everyone in America is making. Even liberals are saying she is mishandled. M- Mika Brzezinski said Kamala Harris should have visited the border by now. Mika Brzezinski, for goodness sakes, on MSNBC. Then in the uh, uh, at the end of the the press conference. Listen, I could, I've been to the border before. I will go again. But when I'm in Guatemala, <laughs> dealing with root causes, I think we should have a conversation about what's going on in Guatemala. She, she sounds like she's sitting in a, in a comedy club and there's a, a comedian on stage and she's trying to retell one of the jokes. <laughs> and you know how you, like, you laugh when you retell a joke that's really funny? That's what she's doing. And there was no joke. And there's nothing funny. This is a defense mechanism by a woman who does not have any answers. Which begs the question, how on God's green earth did Kamala Harris end up as the number two most powerful person in the United States government? How is it humanly possible that this giggling buffoon who literally i think is just not smart and i don't mean for a politician i mean period i mean let's do an iq test and see if she cracks triple digits she is not a smart person how did she get here katie pavlich attempted to answer that on the five but that's not a winning formula i have to say that there's not many democrats who are looking at this going this is a great 2024 candidate well that's i was just going to say that because wasn't wasn't she supposed to be yeah she's supposed to be groomed for this Biden was the placeholder yeah well this is what happens when you choose your vice president based on gender and skin color rather than actual talent and expertise oh did you hear what katie pavlich just said it's it's the mic drop of all mic drops. And it's not racist and it's not misogynist to point this out. It's the truth. Well, this is what happens when you choose your vice president based on gender and skin color rather than actual talent and expertise. Oh. Kamala Harris is the vice president of the United States because Joe Biden promised way early in the primary campaign to choose a woman to, as a running mate. Then, after George Floyd died and race became the predominant discussion point in this entire country uh, over the course of the year 2020, he knew he had to pick a person of color. So now he said, I've got to take a woman because I promised, and I've got to take a person of color because I would be uh, you know, uh, caving in on the social justice issue and on the racial justice issue if I don't, so I've got to find a black female, which is the most qualified black female that I can choose. Stacey Abrams, please. How many black female Democrats are prominent enough to potentially fill that seat? Well, Kamala Harris was in the in the in the primaries before. She stunk. She was horrible. She pulled at two percent before she dropped out on December third of twenty nineteen. She didn't even make it into the year of the election, her campaign. She didn't even make it into 2020. She didn't make it to to the start of the primaries in, in 2020. She was cast out. Her campaign went belly up in December of the previous year. That's how bad she was. And that's how how pathetic that Joe Biden's list of choices was when he pinned himself down on gender and color. Kamala Harris was selected because she's a black female. There is no other reason. Her qualifications cannot 
be defended. Her qualifications can't be articulated. Certainly she is incapable of articulating them without giggling like an infant. Gary, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Gary. Uh, I want to stay on Kamala here. Diane in West Park. Diane, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. Um, I believe Kamala Ladder Climber is known as a very manipulative person who, whose only um, ambition is to uh, be on top, um, so to speak. Uh, and I think that her first, when her lies don't work, and she knows she's just going to tell the same lie over again, I think it is her manipulative personality and her her uh, need to be the winner that makes her do that crazy defensive asinine laugh and her crazy asinine comments. I can imagine that there are uh, women and women of color in the Democrat Party, if that were possible, who are um, smart and uh, could take a you know better position. I, I don't know. I don't know any smart Democrat women myself. <laughs> but um, you know, I think her. You know, I like another nickname for her: Kamala la 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 la. Yeah, that's so, that's pretty good. Although it takes too long to say on a repeated basis, but uh, <laughs> but but that is kind of how she she appears. Um, you, you make you make great points. Going back to, and thank you for the phone call, uh, Diane. Going back to her um, political uh, ascension, we all know the story by now, and I'm not breaking any news here, but it does merit repeating. Um, she started to see her political star rise when she uh, engaged in a in an affair with a married man named Willie Brown who is uh, one of the biggest political players in California and on, in, the, in the Democrat Party back when she was about 29 years old. She, you know, you, you, the, the phrasing is inartful when I say this, but when you talk about sleeping your way to the top, she was willing to do anything to rise um, and to reach her goals. Um, she had very clearly defined goals, I'll give her that, and she was willing to do anything. And this, she found a star maker in Willie Brown and a way to ingratiate herself to him, and she did so. And that's how she became eventually a United States senator, and that's how she, of course, and, and back when she was a, 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 a attorney general in California, this is what she does. She finds a way to rise to the top without talent and without... Um, accomplishment let's put it that way katie pavlich was was spot on there's a reason why she's in this position and there's a reason why uh uh, she is doing what she is doing and to the other point that i made when i said going into the last break uh, they don't want to see what's at the border because they don't want to deal with the border what's happening at the border is exactly what they intend and that is for a mass crush of people coming into the united states illegally requesting asylum, then disappearing because they'll never come back for their asylum hearings, and then eventually being given, granted uh, a pathway to citizenship by Joe Biden or the next Democrat, who will then, of course, green light the voting rights for, you know, potentially millions of illegal, definitely millions, there are already 11 to 22 million, depending on what count you listen to, illegal aliens in this country right now. So you add a few more million 
Uh, the belief being they will vote overwhelmingly Democrat for the party that actually allowed this to happen for them. And, and this is their goal. And if you're looking for any evidence of that, let me give you Bernie Sanders, who was engaged in a panel, and I don't know exactly where this was. This ran on Hannity, but it didn't originate there. But he was engaged in a panel in which they were discussing the border wall. The border wall that President Trump built and almost completed, uh, which, of course, was intended on protecting American sovereignty and stopping or making it more difficult for coyotes, human smugglers, sex traffickers, drug mules, etc., to get into this country. Here's, here's, here's that exchange. You said the wall is symbolic and it represents... Yes. So wouldn't it be proper to tear that symbol down in order to achieve that? It may be, but you know, it's how much is it going to cost to tear it down? Should you do that, tear it down? I don't know. Maybe the answer is yes. That's something, that's something you're willing to consider. You, yeah, you're willing you to consider to look, tearing down existing you know, fencing between U.S. and between, between look, U.S. But again, if you, it's going to cost me billions of dollars to tear it down, I'd rather invest that maybe in the needs for child care in this country. But it's something you know we can look at. It is something we can look at to tear down a security wall. Now... It is exactly what I just described. It is a security wall intended to secure the people who are on this side of it, not to discriminate against people on the other side of it. But if you want to get on this side of it, you have to do it through the legal method. It is a security wall, and it is a huge security risk if that wall isn't there. And the people on the other side that may intend to harm the people on this side of the wall are allowed uh, unfettered access. If you're looking for an example of what I mean, take a look at the United States Capitol right now. Do you know what surrounds the United States Capitol right now? A wall. In the form of fencing, but a guarded with armed men wall intended to do what to keep the people the undesirables on the other side of it and away from the uh protected class on the inside of it meaning the u.s congress this of course in response to january 6th but there is a wall there my point is on january 6th you know what there was there was an illegal invasion of sovereign private property even though you might say it's not private, it's the U.S. Capitol, it's the people's house, you still have to have permission to go in there for security reasons. And instead, there was an illegal breach of that private property. So the response that the federal government, the Democrats, came up with was, what? Go out amongst the people and ask them what the root cause of their anger is and why they wanted to come into the Capitol building? That's what Kamala Harris would say, right? Because Guadalcamala went down to Guadalcamala to say, what's the root cause? Why are your people trying to get into the United States? What's your problem over here? Why isn't the response to the uh, January 6th capital crime to go into the people, go into the Trump supporters and go into the, you know, the heartland and say, and the flyover country and say, why would you come to Washington DC and want to do that? Tell us what your grievances are so we can make them better so you never want to do that again. Instead, they built a wall. We'll keep them out. We'll make sure they never do that again. We'll build a wall and we'll arm it. How can they stand to, to watch themselves on television? 
and see and listen to their own hypocrisy like this without having any shame whatsoever. People are trying to break into this country and we'll go out into their lands and find out what, what their root problems are so they don't want to break into here. And we'll tear down that wall and just trust that they won't anymore. But when it comes to the U.S. Capitol, we're not going to go out there and listen to the American people and find out what drove them to go nuts that day. And a lot of them did. We're not going to do that. No, 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 no. We're just going to build a wall and block them out. Somebody's going to have to explain this to me like I'm a four-year-old because there is an element to this that I just don't understand. More calls right after this. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. You know, the uh, funny part about it, or one of the funny parts about everything we're talking about with Kamala and the border and the disaster and their refusal to do anything about it because it's part of their grand plan is that Kamala, Kamala's message is being undercut by the very people that she went to see. Both the Guatemalan and Mexican governments have responded to her claims uh, that the conditions in their countries are the reason people are fleeing. Um, Mexico yesterday uh, told Kamala Harris the exact same thing that Guatemala did. The problem on our border is the result of Biden administration policies, not root causes in the foreign countries. Literally, the people that she supposedly went down there to rescue people from, the Guatemala uh, government and the Mexican government, are telling her, no, it's that your president, your boss, told everybody, come on in, you will not be turned away. That's the reality of the situation. Gary is in Olmstead Township. Hi, Gary. Thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Uh, Kamala is is a is a uh, mendacious fool, and uh, it, for those people out there who voted for uh, Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris, go stand in front of a mirror, slap yourself, and then repent to God. Um. So next thing I want to tell you is if, if there's anybody out there who owns a business mm-hmm. and who's not advertising on this radio station right now, I mean, look at the people who have been advertising with this radio station. Uh, you, you know, Kowalski for 20 years. That's crazy. You never hear of that anywhere else. Um, the Ford thing. How long has he been with you, Bob? Uh, almost the same Almost the same length of time as Kowalski Ford, in fact. Yeah. Mark King, Followed me from one radio station to another just because they know that, uh, uh, you know, what I'm doing for them is real, legitimate, and it works. Yeah, Mark King, wonderful guy. These are all really salt-of-the-earth people who advertise with Bob, and it, wor- it apparently it works because they've been with him for such a long, long time. Next thing I wanted to say, uh, doing a segue here, in, at 1010, you've got George Perry coming on. Anybody yes, who, who knows the police? Uh, policeman or an attorney, criminal attorney, but for sure a police officer, get on the phone and call him right now and tell him to listen to this interview with uh, Bob France at 1010. It's fascinating. And uh, Have you read that article? You know, have, have you read oh, his article about, the, about George three, Floyd? Three times. Okay. Three times. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought it up. And thank you for the call, by the way. And uh, and by the way, for, for people who don't know, uh, George or Gary rather is just a listener. He is he doesn't work for an ad agency. He's not trying to pitch <laughs> clients uh, for me uh, to come on here and advertise on this radio station. That was on his own. Uh, and I thank you for that. Seriously, Gary. And I love my clients. And I love the people that I represent. And I believe in them. That's why I represent them. If I didn't, I wouldn't. Uh, to your second point, or your last point, rather, George Perry is coming up. George Perry wrote this article back in August after the medical examiner's report came out and the second autopsy uh, of George Floyd's body came out. George Perry wrote an article for the American Spectator uh, asking the question, who killed George Floyd? He then spends multiple pages explaining the answer to that question. Now that we have passed the one-year anniversary of the death of George Floyd, and now that America has burned for the better part of a year over the death of George Floyd, it's time to find out what that answer really was. The jury said it was Derek Chauvin. Does uh, George Perry, through his exhaustive investigative work, agree? We'll find out. George is a federal, a former federal and state prosecutor, and uh, for six years he was the chief of the Police Brutality and Misconduct Unit of the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office. In other words, he's an expert in this area. Who killed George Floyd for real? George Perry will tell us after this on AM 1420, The Answer.